Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Media. Ah, welcome back to It Could Happen Here, a podcast where the host, Robert Evans, one of the hosts, has recently recovered from a, a terrible, terrible sickness by, by engaging in some fascinating experiments with Theraflu, uh, largely using a friend's diabetic needles, just shooting it straight into the veins. Uh, my co-host today, Garrison Davis. Have you ever, you ever shot flu medication into your veins, Garrison? No, I've only shot one thing into my veins. Well, speaking of shooting, <laughs> today's episode of It Could Happen Here is about a shooting. And before you are like, oh man, I don't really have it in me to listen to a horrible story about people dying today. Don't worry, nobody gets shot in this story. Thank God. Miraculously, no one <laughs> it, gets shot. They, like, they, against they, all odds. It's stunning that nobody got shot. This is the tale of a police officer fucking up not worse than any cop has ever fucked up because, again, he didn't kill anybody, but fucking up in a way that's like more baffling and incompetent than I think I've ever seen before. It's probably the most embarrassing. Em certainly the most embarrassing. And not even really malevolent, just like outrageously incompetent. But I'm going to let you take over from here, Garrison. So, yeah, we are going to be talking about an acorn-involved shooting today that happened in, <laughs> that happened in Florida Finally, last we November. know what the A and A cab stands for. That's right. <laughs> so... I, we're gonna we're gonna play some clips here, but I think it's important to set the scene so you kind of understand what you're hearing. So this cop walks up to his patrol car. There is a suspect locked in the back. Sunny day, Houston suburbs, big houses, wide streets. Yeah. 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 Now something happens as the cop is about to open up the door. He then dives onto the ground, does two like 
action rolls. <laughs> Double barrel rolls. <laughs> and then starts shooting at the car and starts yelling to another officer who's in the area. And I think we'll just we'll just play the rest here. Yeah. The first clip's about 30 seconds long, and then I just have a few shorter clips kind of th- that I've kind of stitched together that just just to get a sense of like what he's saying and what he's communicating after he opens fire on this patrol vehicle. So here is here is that audio. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Might have hit my vest. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I it felt like it. Jesse, move over to me. I got you. Move over to me. Jesse, come back. Uh, uh, Mark vehicle, right there. Dude, am I hit? further back further back further back all right so that was a lot of gunfire again it is shocking that no one died because (laughs) yeah uh, it's not immediately evident if you just watch the video but there is somebody who's trapped in the back of that car and there's multiple officers shooting at the car and here's the thing the guy the distance the guy is shooting from god from when i watched the video last i would estimate maybe about 20 yards probably even shorter than that Maybe sure, maybe more like 15. It's medium to maybe medium long range for a handgun. For a full-size handgun like that, I'd say it's about medium range. So a competent shooter should be able to hit a target about the size of a human torso at that distance with most of the rounds. But he is not, that. when I say competent, that is somebody who is bracing themselves and who has two hands on the gun. He is shooting like a character in an action movie. And I cannot imagine... So a lot of those rounds did not even hit the truck, I imagine. They went flying into a neighborhood where we can hear children playing. Yes, yes. So the 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 officer who encountered this acorn, which we will get to in a sec, uh, was named Deputy Jesse Hernandez. He'd been a cop for almost two years. And uh, we'll learn more about his background as we as we continue on with this little story. Uh, the second officer, well, not officer, but a, a sergeant of this sheriff's department is named Beth Roberts, and she's been a cop since 2008. So she has a little bit more experience under her belt. So let's kind of explain what happened here. So there was a series of calls that happened earlier in the day about a vehicle who was kind of driving erratically around a nearby neighborhood, honking its horn, kind of just like making a lot of sounds at like 3 a.m. The suspect was described as a black male in his late 20s. And then a few hours later, a separate call was made by someone talking about how her boyfriend has been refusing to return her vehicle and has been sending her threatening text messages. So this caused police to go to this girlfriend's house. She showed some of these threatening text messages and they were talking with this woman when her boyfriend approached the scene. 
So the suspect approached the police in front of his girlfriend's house. Deputy Hernandez himself did a pat down to search for weapons and observed a more thorough search once the suspect was handcuffed. The missing car was located a few miles away, and Hernandez was on his way back to the car to do a tertiary search of the suspect, who was currently locked in the back seat with handcuffs. And then as Deputy Hernandez passed the passenger side door, an acorn fell onto the roof of his car, which is barely, barely audible uh, mm. in, in the body cam video that we have access to. So You would not notice it were you not listening for it. No, no. So three days later... Deputy Hernandez was interviewed by two investigators as a part of the Office of Professional Standards investigation into this incident of, dis of discharged gunfire. And this, this interview in this report is probably one of the most telling things about how police psychology operates. And wow, okay, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through a few, a few quotes here from Deputy Hernandez. He talks about how, quote, I'm about to reach for the door handle and simultaneously I hear to, at the time, what I believe would be a suppressed weapon off to the side. I definitely heard this noise. About the same time, I felt an impact on my right side, like an upper torso area. I feel the impact. My legs just give out. I don't know where I'm hit. I, I think I'm hit. I'm struck. I roll back. <laughs> I roll to the back of the car. Describing this like he's the hard-boiled detective in a novel. <laughs> I roll to the back of the car. Now I'm stuck in the street, and I knew where the fire, uh, where the shots came from. I or I believed where they came from. It was right there. As I'm reaching for that door handle, so I'm laying behind the car. I'm yelling, "Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired!" I return fire once I could get cover behind another vehicle that was parked in the driveway there. So, when asked to describe what he like felt, because he's not just claiming that he heard a sound. He's claiming yeah. he, he felt like he got hit. Yeah, he felt an impact. He felt an impact and his legs went out from underneath him. Yes. Which again, in the video, he clearly does a double barrel roll. He does a double <laughs> barrel roll. That is not, I have, I have seen people get hit and drop. <laughs> they do not do double barrel rolls. No, that is not like the a normal. little action star. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He says, quote, it felt like an impact to my upper torso around here. And he motions up to his right shoulder. On the right side, it was like a sound impact, like almost that quick, I guess. I just love the phrase, it was like a sound impact. Yeah, I think he's saying, I think what he's saying from, from reading it is that like, we're, we're missing some of the, the body language that he was going, it was like sound and then like moving his hands together. Like sound to make impact. Like sound like, impact. You heard the sound yeah. and then we got impact. I, yes. I think he was actually trying to, which is not like the, mo which is actually not in person probably very awkward, but yeah, it does, it comes across weird. And so, more, more, more funny than sound impact for, again, an yeah. acorn that's falling on a roof. We yes. have, quote, my legs weren't working the way I wanted them to be working. I think I yelled at one point to Sergeant Roberts, I think I might have been hitting the leg or something along those lines because I was struggling to get cover. I think at one point I reached up to touch my head. <laughs> I think I still had the sound in my head. I wasn't sure if I had been hitting the head. I was getting a funny tingling around all sides of my body. And I think some of that might have just been adrenaline, putting together the fact that I, what I just heard and the impact that I felt. I've never been shot before, so I don't know what that's like or, um, you know, unquote. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, man. So he is, he's unsure if he would be able to notice if he got shot in the head or not, uh, which is... Kind of interesting. I mean, I'm sure you could get grazed, but like, come on, buddy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one thing. It is true that like you can be hit like in armor and not be sure if you've gotten hit because it didn't penetrate. But you would also not mistake acorn shrapnel hitting you reasonably for a bullet. Like that's simply not a mistake a reasonable person is going to make. So the the investigator asked him like if there was any other sense that there could have been gunfire like if you saw any like shattered glass coming from the car and Hernandez said no when asked why he decided to stop firing uh, Hernandez said that he stopped firing once he emptied his clip moved to cover behind a nearby Tesla and quote didn't observe any rounds coming back at me just just great because there I wonder, was no I wonder there's, why there's yeah I, <laughs> um, Hernandez claimed that he was never able to see the suspect while in the patrol car and Her- Hernandez remained behind cover till other deputies arrived and was rushed to a hospital, where only then he was informed that he did not, in fact, get shot. It's amazing. He made it all the way to a hospital. <laughs> like, so <laughs> you I had know, a lot of chances. You had a lot <laughs> of chances to not fuck that up, man. As soon as the other cops arrive on the scene, he's like, I don't know. I, f- I just I just feel so weird. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, you you had an adrenaline drop because you panicked. Like, that is why you feel weird. Like, a lot of ways, this, like, mirrors um, the the police fentanyl things. How yes. they can, like, talk themselves into, feeling, uh, into, like, feeling symptoms. Yes. But, all right. So, Hernandez hadn't been a cop for very long. He had, he had no prior law enforcement experience before joining this Florida Sheriff's Department. But he did attend West Point and served as a special forces infantry officers in the army for 10 years. So one could maybe assume that the <laughs> deputy's the outrageous part. behavior was the result of some kind of PTSD from yeah. serving as special yeah. forces. Like maybe, maybe that could kind of explain some of what's going on here. I had multiple people when I posted this on Twitter be like, oh, this is just, maybe people with like P- PTSD shouldn't be cops. And I had to be like, oh, no, well, no, no, no. <laughs> well, see, the funny thing about that is that he never actually served in combat. No, this guy flew a fucking desk. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, you need that in a war. But like this, this man did not have any combat trauma no, that caused was, him to react this way. <laughs> you know, like I, I totally, like, I've, I've had, I've, I've had PTSD. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, sure. I've certainly gotten like, I, I can get really jumpy with, certain sounds yeah that is not the that case six for month period where fireworks made us all very unhappy yeah or but like yeah. or like or like keys but, dropping was the know, big one for me because it sounded like a tear gas yes. canister ro- rolling on keys concrete. or bottles but you know when in the many times that i had bottles fall near me and set me off or that fireworks went off near me and set me off i was often carrying a gun and what i never did <laughs> was empty it vaguely in the direction of a car <laughs> So he never saw combat. He did claim that he was aware of what suppressed gunfire sounded like. And he affirmed that the noise he heard reminded him of suppressed gunfire. I'm I'm sorry, bro. What the fuck? (laughs) Under questioning, Hernandez said that he did not perceive any other sounds, visuals, or physical indicators of gunfire besides the initial tapping sound and his upper torso feeling. In the interview, he was asked why he decided to fall onto the pavement. And he said, I'm not sure if it was adrenaline or just what, but the numbness in my legs and realizing, okay, I'm going to be on the ground, but also realizing the windows are right there, you know? I'm, I, I need to be on the ground anyway, so I'm not exposed. So yeah, and that just, that just kind of led to my legs just kind of gave out on me. Amazing. Fascinating. Um, he then was asked to explain the two action roles he performed on the road. 
And Hernandez replied, uh, the rolling. I pressed R and X at the same time. What, what was I supposed to do? Pretty, pretty much. He said, uh, the rolling. Um, kind of reaction to what was going on. And me realizing, like, my legs are not working the way I need them to work right now. But I can roll over to the next vehicle. So that's kind of where I was trying to get to, unquote. Sure. Okay, okay bro. So... After his little action rolls, this is where he started yelling shots fired. He emptied his clip into the car and told the sergeant that shots were coming from this vehicle. And she began firing at the vehicle as well. At what point, Hernandez tried to move off to the side because he was concerned about being shot by the other cop. <laughs> he says, when I was done engaging the vehicle, I was trying to get off to the side over there because I was worried about possibly having, um, possibly me being in her line of fire now. Sure. Which hey, is great. This is this is the first reasonable threat that he has expressed. I would also be concerned the about one officer. of them shooting me in that instance. Yeah. Yes. So after Hernandez's initial explanation of events, the investigator showed him video stills of an acorn coming into frame and bouncing off the roof of his car. Depu I, I, I'm just going to read directly from the uh, from the report. "Quote: Deputy Hernandez asked, "Acorn?" Investigator Hogan answered, "Acorn." Unquote. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Just an, an amazing sentence. <laughs> this is this is so perfectly how you would like script it in a really good police procedural comedy. Like if you had some A-game writers on the team, and it's it's gonna oh. take some really good, you'd need like the wire quality actors to pull those lines off. Bunk and Bunk could have pulled them off, right? All like right. There's two more lines I want I want to get to before before we take an ad break here. When asked if the sound he heard could have been an acorn instead of suppressed gunfire, the deputy answered, quote, I'm not going to say no, because I mean, that's but what 10 that's second what pause in speaking. <laughs> what I heard three second pause in speaking sounded Amazing. almost like 12 second pause in speaking. <laughs> what I heard sounded what I think would be louder. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER me Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. 
like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. An acorn hitting the roof of the car, but there's obviously an acorn hitting the roof of a car, unquote. Amazing. Uh, the investigator uh, then had to ask Hernandez if he was, in general, familiar with the sound of acorns, which must be so embarrassing. That is, that is, that is a low point in your career. That is. <laughs> Hernandez uh, said that he was. He was then asked if the sound could have been what led him to believe the car theft suspect shot him. To which the deputy answered, "It could be." Seven second pause in speaking. But I don't think so, but it could be, unquote. Sure. Great. So then Hernandez's lawyer said that they could maybe watch the video again and see if see if the acorn striking matches the time that he says that he heard the sound. And then they deliberated for a little bit, and ultimately Hernandez refused to watch the video a second time once he was told it was an acorn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, come on! What's uh, there to un- do? Uh, understandable. Buddy. No, that's uh, that's that's gonna really do some damage to your self-esteem, right there. Less than a month later, just a few days before a second interview was scheduled, he quit the job. So you know what? First decision he's made that I, I mean, fully yeah. Endorse. Like, what what else can you do at this point? This story starts with a bad cop, but it ends with a good one. Like, imagine returning to work and everyone's going to call you, like, the acorn guy. Like, yeah. you, you can't. You can't. Yeah. It's just no, anytime, anytime there's, like a, there's, like, a fucking acorn tree anywhere near you, you're like, you okay, man? You okay? Do you need to take a minute? Do you need, need to help? Do you need to call it? Yeah. Do, do you need to call this in? I saw a squirrel over there. Watch out. He's watch out. A hundred, a hundred times a day, guys would be getting on his radio being like, I just saw an acorn. <laughs> Dispatch, we got a 322 on a possible acorn. Uh, uh, Negative, (laughs) negative. That is a pine cone. No need for assistance. Just some gunfire. We're good. We're good. Not an acorn. Repeat. (laughs) We're safe. Scene is safe. No acorns in sight. (laughs) All right. Let's let's take an ad break, and uh, we will return to hear about Sergeant Roberts' recollection of events. Welcome back to Acorn Cop, streaming now on the Discovery Channel. Two cops, one acorn, no survive. Actually, no, thankfully everyone survived. This would be much, much, much less funny. We would not be laughing about this. Now, there is some permanent psychological damage done to the guy who was shot at, but not shot. And that is that is unjust and sad. But yes. not enough that we are not willing. You, folks, we you have a right to laugh at something like this, you know, even if there are some consequences to it. That's just keeping yourself sane in this world. So Sergeant Roberts was a member of the Sheriff's Department for 15 years. She has a bachelor's degree in criminology from the Florida State University. So that's cool. She's been uh, uh, teaching at the Criminal Justice Standards and Training Commission for 10 years. So I think w- one thing that that led to some of them thinking it could have been suppressed gunfire is that. In the threatening messages that the suspect had shown to or had had sent to his girlfriend, included was a close-up picture of this dark kind of gray cylinder pressed up against the center of the dash in his car. 
Less than two inches of the cylinder were, were visible. No parts of a firearm could be seen, but they believed that this was a suppressor. And the victim said that he owned a suppressor. So I think that that that's that is one thing that happened in the interview, kind of le- or, in, or in the in the like exchange leading up to this incident. But no one got any confirmation that he had a gun on him. Again, he was searched two times. There was no gun found on him. It is possible to like hide a gun on you. It is much more difficult to hide a gun with a suppressor. <laughs> like that is that is a pretty yeah. a pretty big object. They are they are larger. Like it it basically doubles or more than doubles the length of the firearm, and it yeah. also does so in such a way that makes it difficult to carry in a concealed fashion. So when Sergeant Roberts was collecting an affidavit about the stolen car, she said that she heard quote some type of noise, and shortly thereafter, Jesse, who is Hernandez screaming shots fired quote it was loud enough that it got my attention and made me think we're about to have a fight with a prisoner or the suspect either he's escaped somehow and jesse is in a tussle with him i can't tell you exactly what it was but it made me look and then immediately heard deputy hernandez screaming shots fired so sergeant roberts ran out into the street quote I saw that Hernandez was down. He had his gun pointed to the back of his patrol car. I was drawing my pistol, and my magazine that was in my mag pouch somehow flew out. Again, amazing police work. These guys, incredible stuff. That's someone who never practiced. Yeah. At which point, I thought there was a malfunction. I thought that I dropped the magazine. Somehow I hit the mag release on my firearm, and that that was the magazine that fell out. Turns out it wasn't. It was the one from my mag pouch. Uh-huh. At which point, I think I fired. So, you just have now, magazines it, flying, you freak out, yeah. you start pulling your trigger. Yeah, I will say that last part, extremely common experience. Police sure. officers are not well trained, and most of them, in terms of combat stuff, and most of them do not shoot regularly. When, when The FBI's done studies of, like, people who kill police officers, and they nearly always train way more often than the police officers they kill trained. It's very, um, most cops are not fi- putting 150 rounds a month downrange. And like, I fire 300 rounds a month in training. And I'm not particularly good. I, that's what I consider like minimum level of competence. And so it is extremely common in police shootings for the officer to say, I don't know how many I fired or I fired two shots and they fired 17. That yeah. happens f- oftentimes even more than that. People will reload and not realize that they reloaded and m- emptied a second magazine. Because in an actual violent situation, and it is for that lady, I will say that, she just knows that her partner is emptying his firearm. Yeah. So for her, she's it, this is less unreasonable, right? right? This is, it, is, it, is, it is more complicated for Sergeant yeah. Roberts, but I think it also points to some of the inherent problems with policing. <laughs> oh, good God. Yes. <laughs> and the way police are trained, like the how quickly it was for her to start firing at a suspect who is locked inside of a patrol car. Yes. Who she knows has been searched multiple times. And who she has not seen shooting. Yeah. yeah. She, she has not seen any gunfire. She's not seen any evidence of that. She's heard one man screaming. Um, and how quickly they decide to use lethal force is, is, is I think, very yeah. notable. Um, quote, I fired at the vehicle because I saw Deputy Hernandez down on the ground, and he tells me that shots are fired, and he's hit, and it scared the hell out of me. I thought I was watching him be killed. So, which yeah. is Yeah, it gets to, like, how they are trained to constantly be in fear for their lives, their fellow officers' lives. Quote, it was the patrol car. That was where the threat was coming from. I'm thinking we've, we've missed the gun and the pat down. Somehow he shot Jesse from the car, and Jesse's down. Shots are being yeah. fired. I couldn't tell you exactly where they were coming from, but I fired because of my concern. Unquote. Yeah. 
And, and you get, this is a thing that like does not get represented in fiction. People don't like to talk about it. This happens with soldiers too. I have a friend who was shot in the leg by a 50 cal, by one of our 50 cals, one of his guy's guns, because they were told anyone from this building over that you see on the thermal scope is an enemy. They saw him on the thermal scope and they lit him up. It was just a series of bad calls being made and nobody checking to confirm because you're in an actual chaotic, dangerous situation, checking to confirm, is there actually a threat in that area? They're just shooting. You know, it's it's people panic all the time. It's one of the problems with sending people with guns into neighborhoods. Like this is part of why the way we do policing is such a bad idea, because there's no way to train out all of this. You can train out acorn guy. Maybe, maybe, but they didn't. But you cannot train out. <laughs> people panicking and doing things with guns that can never be taken back. Well, and one other aspect is like Hernandez starts firing his gun very shortly after he's yelling shots fired, like mm -hmm. getting that linear cause of events can be tricky. Like, cause like you, mm -hmm. you are hearing gunfire at the same time you are hearing mm -hmm. him yell shots fired because he is yeah. shooting. And Roberts said that she wasn't sure if she or Hernandez even shot first, like all of your memory yeah. in these instances can get really kind of, blurry like it, like all of these like high stress scenarios it actually can be hard to remember the exact like manner of oh events. yeah easily yes she said quote i'm seeing him on the ground yelling shots fired i'm hit i'm hit i thought i thought i saw a deputy get murdered i was close enough to see his facial expression that was fear anxiety it was it was horrible i yeah. i'm seeing him kind of trip fall stumble something behind the vehicle at some point he's able to kind of post up but he was stumbling crawling on the ground I don't know how to explain it. He wasn't standing up straight. He was not in a tactical position. He was he was off his momentum. He was off balance. He was standing behind that car. It did not look like he was in control of himself. Yeah. No. Yeah. That that's like what she is saying. I'm not going to say this is like a good response, but it makes sense to me that she reacted the way she did. Most people would, right? Which is sure. why most people should not be given firearms and legal immunity to do whatever with them, right? But most people would have reacted in a broadly similar manner without training, you know, without training and experience. Now, there's one way that she describes his kind of like weird stumbling on the ground. <laughs> Quote, the auditory tone in his voice was terror. The best way to describe it was like watching a baby giraffe trying to walk for the first time and trying Amazing. to get out of the road. Unquote. Oh, that is that is going to echo in his mind until the day he <laughs> dies. Um, so, <laughs> baby giraffe stumbling. Fucking incredible. Learning, learning to walk for the first time. Do you know what else is learning to walk? I don't know. That doesn't really yeah. work. No. It, do, no. Do you know what else uh, could perceive acorns as a threat to business? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I mean, the one thing all of our sponsors agree on is that acorns and all trees should be eliminated in the interest of better profit margins. So They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Kill the natural world. Live free. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I, I want to know one other thing as I'm talking about like why they I'm not surprised they reacted this way and what it says to me about like how I think like I think that a group of moderately competent civilians with concealed firearms would have responded better than both officers in this situation large not for the reason that they're more smarter or better trained because they probably aren't but because they go through the world carrying a gun knowing that if anything they do with that gun, they're legally accountable for. Every shot fired, yeah. they're accountable for, which is a different mind state than what police are trained to do, which is the instant you're, you feel endangered, you should draw and be prepared to shoot or shoot immediately because nothing matters more than you getting home and you have qualified immunity on your side, right? Yeah, which allows you to interpret a very quiet tapping yeah. sound as a lethal threat to your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Sergeant Roberts said that she did observe Hernandez move himself into kind of a kneeling shooting stance on his left knee with his right foot planted in front. Um, but still, quote, it seemed like his motor functions were not operating properly from what I saw. He told me again, shots are fired. He's completely out in the open. No one would think that's a good place to take a knee to tactically fire. So yeah. he was he was still trying to respond in some way, but still very, very baby giraffe coded, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a constant thing for this fella. So Roberts also admitted that she did not ever see the suspect. She couldn't. It's, she could not see inside the patrol car, and she couldn't hear anything coming from that area. Quote, if there would have been something going on in that vehicle, I don't know if I necessarily would have heard it. Was I hearing or seeing the windows be blasted out? No, I, I couldn't see the right side of the vehicle. But based on the circumstances, I'm thinking that somehow he shot Jesse from the back, and it, it struck him some way, somehow. I don't know if the individual has gotten out of the car and he's on the other side, you know, like he's escaped somehow. I couldn't see if the door was wide open. I don't know if he's gotten out and they've had a little tussle. Is he shooting from the back of the car? All these things are going through my head. But the main thing is that he's in the back of the car. He's got a gun and we missed it. And somehow he shot Deputy Hernandez. So she also couldn't remember who shot first, but she denied the notion that she started shooting because she thought Hernandez fired his gun first. She was confident in her own 
her own use of gunfire before before uh, she could tell that Jesse was firing. Yeah. Interesting. Quote, the threat was someone had shot him. We had an armed suspect in the back of the vehicle. Jesse was shot. I'm watching him, you know, fumble on the road. How do I give him more time? How do I draw the attention to me? How do I save him? I thought I was watching him get murdered. The tone in his voice, look on his face, the physical reactions. I'm thinking we missed the gun and this is it. How do I get to Jesse to save him? She, she talks about how she, quote, couldn't let him be shot again. Again, it's, all of this is like so confident that, 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 that this has happened. And they're so confident in their own use of force. She was also concerned that if the suspect got away, other people's lives could be in danger, like his girlfriend who was nearby and the friend who was talking to police about their like domestic issue. Quote, there was a threat in the back of the patrol car. I had a deputy that was on the ground that was still a threat to Jesse's life. I needed to provide him some sort of cover or bring the attention to me. I'm watching him die. I've got to do something. I've got to do something. There's that just like overall, just constantly throughout this interview with uh, the the um, the professional standards uh, investigation. She's just constantly saying how yeah. she thought that this man was going to die. That's why she responded the way she did. Like she talks about how she can't render aid if there's still a threat. She has to like get con- regain control of the situation. Oh, all of those are reasonable things to say. <laughs> yeah, all of those are reasonable things to say in a real gunfight. Yes, it's just a little bit less <laughs> less valid when, no one when the inciting shot. incident is <laughs> an acorn falling on a roof. Yes. And and you're shooting directly at a man who's your been, own been, car. <laughs> been searched two times and is trapped inside, who has handcuffs on. Like So yeah. after both cops fired off this large valley of bullets, they bo- they both repositioned behind cover, called in more backup. And Roberts attempted to manage the situation and the other individuals in the area and eventually check in on Deputy Hernandez. Quote, the threat was still a threat until we were able to remove him from the car. Again, they're, they're not viewing him as a person. They're viewing him as a threat. Like that is that is like he's, he's no longer like a human being. He is he is yeah. a threat. That is what yeah. he represents yeah. now. Yeah. Well, and that is that is how they're trained to talk. And that is, by the way, like in a court of law, how you should talk right you don't you would not say if you were involved in a legal defensive shooting i shot to kill you would say i shot to stop the threat that is like how people are trained because that's what plays best in a court yeah no she her, all of all of her interview is very polished she's yes. she's like she's very she's she's been a cop for 15 years like she yeah is she knows what she's saying here yes she's been coached before yeah she's she's aware so uh after they were able to get to cover she called in more resources quote that's when we were able to treat it as more of a barricaded armed suspect situation. This poor dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, you're hanging in the back of the car, situation. there's bullets flying everywhere. Like, like, it seems like this guy is guilty of having a little bit of, having an emotional breakdown with his partner and doing things he should not have done. None of which the penalty for is getting shot at while strapped into a car. Yeah, he, he stole his girlfriend's car. He sent her threatening messages. He was described as being That's abusive bad. in the past. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, yeah. There's, there's bad things, but that doesn't mean you can get executed by police because they heard an acorn. Like, no, that, that is not, <laughs> that is not what our society has deemed the punishment for those options, for those behaviors should be. So, uh, uh Roberts closed this interview by saying, quote, I don't think there's anything funny about it. It just went from zero to 100 within the drop of a hat. I know we talk about it all the time, but when it does, it does. And she's talking about how, like, how fast the situation escalates, like, a, like a, from a very standard interaction towards you're now multiple people are shooting. Like, this is, it, it happened so quickly. Uh, it went from zero to 100 within the drop of a hat. Yeah, that's, that is 
what happens with shootings. She knew that Hernandez was prior military. And yeah. when in training, uh, Hernandez was training on her shift. She described him as, quote, a very squared away person. Somebody that if they tell you something, you don't question it. I yeah. wanted Jesse on my shift. When I observed him in high stressful situations, he reacted appropriately. He wasn't afraid to respond. And he's, I think that last part is certainly true. He was not afraid to respond. Well, and this is why, again, the, the, when the response from a lot of people when I would talk about this to them is suspecting it had something to do with his military training, that he responded this way. Soldiers aren't trained this way. Um, again, no, this is, soldiers this is panic training. in the field, but p p soldiers are generally trained to not err on the side of opening fire blindly because war crimes are a thing they're concerned about and they have a sense of professional pride against, again, not to say that they do not kill innocent people. They do all the time because that's what war is, but this is not the way, so this is police training. The, yeah. This guy's bias towards reacting this way is the result of police training, not special forces training. She kind of reaffirmed her trust in Hernandez as a person who was like reliable, uh, mm -hmm. saying when they were on night shift during training, quote, he acted appropriately. He did not lose control of his emotions. I have a lot of respect for him, actually. When he tells you something, it's not something like, are you sure? You know, he tells you something and that's what's happening or that's what happened. I don't think there's anything malicious about what he did. I'm not mad at him. I'm not upset about it because I truly believe that he thought that's what was happening, unquote. Which is, again, it just... <sighs> I, I'd be pissed. You almost actually. like I, I don't. If, if I was tricked into almost killing someone, I I don't yes. I don't understand this reaction. Like, <sighs> it's it's this thin blue line shit, right? Yeah, like like they they have to group together so so hard. Yeah, it's it's it, and it's like this guy got you into a situation where you could have shot a child. Like I would never forgive someone who put me in that position for no good reason. Right, like it's why that's such such an insane response like, to me. She that's has to so keep, cop brain. She has to keep affirming that he has like good judgment, and it's it's so bizarre. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like he he very clearly doesn't. No, he doesn't. We all watch the video. Yeah, it'd be one thing if like they were under fire and he shot and his bullet went wide and hit a civilian, and it's no, like, that's like a yeah, completely that's different just scenario. a horrible accident. But like his judgment wasn't bad. That was just a terrible situation. This is so different, <laughs> like, and that she's still going to bat for him says everything about cop, cops, cop brain. Yeah. There's a few lines that I want to read before we close out here that are in the conclusion of the, of the report. Can't wait. They describe Hernandez's legs as, quote, stopped working correctly, which I think is just a really funny way to phrase it. I would describe his brain that way, but yeah. <laughs> his legs weren't responding as he intended. But there is no evidence to support anything impacted Deputy Hernandez. No defects were found on his uniform or his ballistic oh vest God. to support the impact. Hernandez's response was not objectively reasonable. So they yeah. they ruled that Hernandez's response was not objectively reasonable, that it was not appropriate. Positively surprised about that. But Good. they found Sergeant Roberts' response as being reasonable because she believed Hernandez had been shot because of his yeah. tone of voice, his stumbling attempts to move and stand up, and his apparent, quote, lack of control over his body. Uh, yeah, I would not call it, I wouldn't say her response is reasonable. I would say her response is what I would expect most people to do. No, and, or it's, it is reasonable in terms of how police procedure operates. Like yes, she, yes. she followed the correct protocols for interacting as a police officer. Yeah, yeah I don't believe it, under the law she's, she would have been found liable by, by any court. No, she's, they said, quote, Roberts found Deputy Hernandez to be a reliable deputy that she could trust. She had no reason to doubt what Hernandez had been telling her. Yeah. 
She described the auditory tone of Hernandez's voice as terror, the look on his face as being, quote, consistent with being in fear. Which I, <laughs> I love that kind of cop speak, consistent with being in fear. Yeah, he looked scared. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I, love, I do want to go over one thing before we come out, because this is, again, something I've been asked by people. And, you know, maybe this is actionable. If you ever find yourself handcuffed in the back of a police car and they start shooting at you, you should know how this guy survived. Because reading the interview with him, he was like, as soon as I realized they were shooting at me, I like flung myself down sideways and laid flat, I think in front of the seat. He might've been on the seat. I would get in front of the seat um, if you can. But the reason he survived is that handguns, number one, police carry hollow points um, in their handguns, which is a bullet that has a hole in the slug, the thing that goes into somebody. And the reason why you make a hollow point is that a hollow point expands immediately upon impact. So it doesn't penetrate as well. It will not go through armor and it will not go through objects very well. But when it hits meat, it expands. And so instead of going through a body, it stops and it imparts all of the force from the bullet into that body. So it is better at stopping people. But what that means is when someone is shooting at something like a car and shooting into the back of a car and you have that whole reinforced trunk and backseat of a police car to go through, those nine millimeter rounds are unlikely to penetrate very far. So if you are laying down in front of the seat or flat on the seat, your odds of not getting hit are pretty good. Like he had, I'm not surprised he he survived having done what he did. You know, if you're sitting up and you've got body parts that are like in view with of the windows, you're very likely to get hit. But because he did what he did, he essentially saved his own life is what it's my interpretation of, of what I've read. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's it is a terrifying scenario that there was there was an incident yes. recently <laughs> of uh, this officer who made his first ever arrest. He had two two suspects uh, locked in the back and he got distracted while driving. He drove his car off the road into a lake and both of the suspects drowned. Jesus fucking Christ. Like this is, this is like all of these things point towards just inherent problems with the policing yes. system. Cops bad, avoid at all costs. It's terrifying. <laughs> like it's, it is like these people can just act like this, can kidnap people, can do all these things and face basically no repercussions. At least Hernandez is no longer a cop, which is good, but like that doesn't fix any of the underlying problems with training that cause people to no. react like this in the face of a, a squirrel armed with an acorn uh, yeah. being the most dangerous thing that you can encounter. Yeah, uh, it's very bad police work. Avoid cops. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty, pretty much. So yeah, that is that is what we have to say on the acorn involved shooting. Yeah, great stuff. Watch out for acorns. Watch out for droops. Also dangerous. They can fall off yeah. a tree. Yeah. Uh, pine cones can sometimes be lethal. Oh, uh, yeah. They call so those the widow makers. Eyes on the sky, folks. You, you, yeah. you never know. <laughs> All right. <I'm> done. <laughs> Bye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. 
Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.